Hi, I'm Katie Roaring. And I'm Eric Roaring. And we're the founders of Fontana Candle Co. In four years, we took our hobby of making candles in our basement and selling them at craft shows and makers markets, and we turned Fontana into a nationally recognized e-commerce brand. This year, we are doing seven figures of revenue and have 12 employees. So how did we do it? Welcome to the Candle Couple Podcast, where we will share the nitty gritty of scaling our e-commerce brand quickly. We are spilling the tea, so hopefully we can help you scale your brand quickly too. This is episode 14, How to Price Your Candles. This one's going to be all Eric. This is one I'm thoroughly excited for. See, it's too many numbers for me. It's all numbers. But um, I'm a member of a Facebook candle makers group. And I mean, it's a huge group. There's like 90,000 people on it. I am always watching and seeing what people are talking about. And this is like the number one question that gets asked. How do you price candles? We'll go through and show how we price our candles And I'll show you the methodology that I've used before and how we price kind of everything that we make. These aren't our exact numbers. We do uh, have some proprietary information for our business. So you aren't getting our exact numbers, but you'll get a gist on how we do what we do. I'm going to pull up a spreadsheet. I will put it on YouTube. So we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, and we're on YouTube. If you are listening to this on either of those and want to check out this spreadsheet, go to the YouTube channel. Yes, the Candle Couple podcast on YouTube. And while you're there, like and subscribe. It helps us out a lot. Yes, it does. So then you can take a look at the spreadsheet that I'm going to be talking about. So the first thing that's really important when you are pricing your item is, and we're going to talk specifically about candles, is understanding what your weight is of your materials. So for example, I have a nine ounce candle. It is nine ounces of wax by weight. It's not fluid ounces. It's nine ounces of weight. Of that nine ounces, we have our wax and we have our fragrance or our essential oils in our case. If you are loading your candle with a 10% fragrance load, that means of those nine ounces, 10% of it is your essential oil or your fragrance oil, which means 0.9 ounces of the weight is fragrance, 8.1 ounces is wax. So you'll see a little note off to the side that shows you how much of that weight is broken down into each of the components. And then we use that weight in our bill of materials. We are going to build a bomb. It's really important. that <laughs> We always joke about bomb, 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 bomb. Yeah, B-O-M, bill of materials. It's really important that your pricing unit of measure is the same as your bill of material unit of measure. So for example, if you are buying your waxes for $10 a pound, but you're only using eight ounces of wax in your candle, make sure your price unit of measure of your wax is in ounces. So divide your pound price by 16 to get the ounce price. Very important. So when you're looking at our spreadsheet that we have up we use two different blends of wax so we we make our own wax we make our own wax again these are completely made up numbers and prices so for beeswax in this blend there's 50 percent beeswax 50 percent coconut oil now again in our bill of materials we have 8.1 ounces of wax so we need to understand how much wax is being used per component Beeswax, it's going to be a 50%. So we take 
8.1 ounces multiplied by 50%. That gives us our next column of our raw material quantity, 4.05 ounces of beeswax in one candle. Our coconut oil is a 50% blend as well, is 50% of the wax, which means we have 4.05 ounces of coconut oil. Our essential oil, we're using 10% in our total candle's weight. Again, which, hypothetically. Hypothetically. <laughs> so there are 0 0.09 ounces of fragrance or essential oil in each candle. We then need to look at each other component of our candle. So we need a wick, we need a wick clip, a glue dot, a jar, a lid, a label, a warning label, and your labor costs associated directly to making the candle. You might have more or less items building in your candle if you have a box, if you have two labels, if you have gemstones, whatever. Make sure and add that to your bomb. That's going to be very important. So now that we have our raw material quantity filled out, one of each of all of those ancillary items, our wax contents and our fragrance, we need to then look at what the raw material price is for each of those components. So for example, beeswax, I have in here at 75 cents an ounce. Coconut oil, 50 cents an ounce. Essential oil, $2 an ounce. Wicks are 12 cents, wick clips are three cents, on and on and on. I do have a question just right now with inflation and how raw materials keep going up. How often do you look at this pricing to increase if you need to? Our system, we, this is simple and easy in our spreadsheet because it's a one and done type of thing. However, our system that we use as we've gotten more sophisticated constantly changes these prices. So every time we receive a new PO with a different price, it creates a weighted average price for each of those raw materials. So this changes every time you receive something at a new price. So just starting out, like you're totally fine using an Excel spreadsheet yep. or a Google Doc. Yep, exactly. But as you grow and scale, your software needs are going to change like we discussed right. in a previous episode. Yeah, we do have a full episode on our software that we use and it is very easy to use and helps understand your raw material cost. It's called MRP Easy. Super simple to use and check it out if you if you need need software. But after we fill out our raw material price column, again, this is the price of the raw material in the same unit of measurement as your bill of materials. So again, our, our finished candle is in ounces, which means our raw material price needs to be in ounces. So 75 cents for beeswax, 50 cents for coconut oil, on and on and on. Now we need to extrapolate what that means to our finished product price. So once we have our raw material prices figured out as 100% of that raw material, we then look at what that cost is to our candle. So our product price, if you look at the first line, it's beeswax. We use 4.05 ounces of beeswax in one candle. It's 75 cents per ounce of beeswax which means that is $3.04 in the candle worth of beeswax. All you do is simply multiply that 75 cents times the 4.05 ounces in the candle. That's $3.04. We have 4.05 ounces of coconut oil in our candle at 50 cents an ounce, which means we have $2.03. The essential oils we are only using 0 0.09 ounces of essential oil. So essential oil is $2 an ounce, 
we are using 0.09 ounces in our candle, which means we have 18 cents worth of essential oil in our candle. The wick, the wick clip, all the other items are one for one. So it's 12 cents, three cents, three cents. A jar is a dollar. Add all those up. Notice at the bottom, our last one is our direct labor costs. If you are paying somebody $20 an hour and there's 60 minutes in an hour, that means every minute of work is 33 cents. If it takes you one minute to make a candle, there's 33 cents worth of labor in your product price. So once we have the component price of each item in the candle as a finished candle, you add all of those up. So our candle, our hypothetical candle, is $7.58 just in raw materials. And labor. And labor, yes. Direct labor associated with making that candle. So now we have our cost of goods in our candle. The cogs. The cogs, that's right. So like you were alluding to, Katie, we have to figure out our labor costs. There are two different kinds of labor costs associated with a the business. There's the indirect labor cost and the direct labor cost. The direct labor cost is, of course, the most easiest to associate with. It's what does it cost to have someone make your product? This is the labor of your candle pourer, labeler, all those people associated with making the candle. Your indirect costs are mostly associated with admin and finance type of stuff. So anyone else who's doing anything associated with your business can be counted as indirect labor costs. So for example, in our business, would that be our marketing team? That's exactly right. Our shipping team. That's exactly right. Yep. So that all kind of builds into your overhead costs, which are a really important aspect. Those are a little bit more difficult to associate to product lines and everything else. So that's why it's a indirect cost a holistic cost of what does does it take to run your business? So I guess if you're just starting out, these calculations are a lot more simple oh, yeah. than when you have a complex business. Yes. Usually like a sole proprietor, they don't really care about indirect versus direct labor costs. They're right. the only person doing this. Right. Correct. So it's not that big of a deal when you're starting, but it's something to be aware of as you grow. So again, that bottom number that we talked about is your cost of goods sold or your cost of goods in your candle. So again, for us, $7.58 in our example. That's exactly right. Now you need to look at your overhead costs. This is, again, associated with anything else related to not directly in the candle. So this is your equipment cost. This is your electricity to run your business. This is um, your insurance, your accounting fees, anything else that you spend money on your business to run your business, this is your overhead cost. So in our example, we're going to say for the entire year, we have $10,000 in overhead costs, all of our other costs associated with our business. The next part of that, what you need is your budgeted amount of what you're going to sell. We're going to say our budget for this year is selling 2000 candles. We're going to make the math really simple here. I guess what if someone doesn't have a budgeted amount? Do you, do you need to forecast something? Yes, you do need to forecast something. You need to understand how many candles you sell at what rate to cover your costs. 
So you do need a forecast. You need to understand what you are going to sell in a year, and you should have a pretty good idea on that. But people won't know until they start. That's exactly right. A lot right. of people just starting have no idea. That's exactly right. And one of the reasons in the exercises that we do this for is because you don't need $100,000 worth of equipment to make 1,000 candles. So this is an exercise in understanding how much equipment do you need and overhead do you need to make an amount of candles. We have hundreds of thousands of dollars in overhead, but we also make hundreds of thousands of candles. Yes. So if we're only making a thousand candles, we do not need the equipment in the space that we need. If you're just starting out, you're not paying rent as an overhead cost. You're not paying electric. You're not paying internet. You're not paying all those other fees associated with your business. And so this is an exercise of understanding what your overhead needs to be. So you do need a forecast to understand how much equipment you need and understand how much you have to charge per candle to cover those overhead costs. So in our example, we have $10,000 in overhead and we have a budget of selling 2000 candles. Simple math, divide $10,000 by 2000 candles. We have to make $5 a candle to cover our overhead costs. So just so we understand, mm -hmm. this $5 per candle is in addition to the $7.58 that we calculated earlier. That's exactly right. Okay. Yep, that's exactly right. So now we have $5 per candle to cover our overhead costs, all of our other expenses in our business. Now, how do you want to pay yourself? You are probably the one making the candle and you're thinking, hey, I'm getting paid $20 an hour to make this candle. That's what I'm paying myself. So that's what we calculated in the, the cogs for the labor. That's right. Yep. That's our direct labor cost. However, you are doing other things in your business aside from making candles. You're doing marketing. You're doing research. You're doing you research and development. You better be to be successful. Exactly. You can't just be making candles. So you as the owner, if you plan on paying somebody someday, that labor cost was already associated into your candle. You yourself as the owner and doing all these other business functions, functions yep. need to get paid as well. So let's say you want to make $10,000 as the owner, not making candles, but the owner of the business. We have to do the exact same thing we did with our overhead calculations of saying, okay, I want to make $10,000. I'm going to make 2000 candles, which means I need to add another $5 per candle in order to pay myself my salary. So now we have another $5 in the cost of our candle. Yes. So where are we now? So we have $7.58 plus basically $10. That's exactly so right. So we're at $8.58 right now. Right. Then the next piece, do you want the business to make money? Do you want to leave some money in the business so that you can invest in your next upgrade, your next... We highly, highly recommend this. Yes. This is very important if you want your business to grow. You cannot take everything out of the business. This, If you've been watching our story in our previous episodes, this is how we grew to be a million dollar company. Yes. You have to add something into your candle for your business so that you can reinvest. Let's say that's a dollar a candle. So now we add another dollar to our price. Adding in breakage, waste, shrink. Your, every candle you make and every product or every raw material you buy isn't going to go directly into the candle. You're going to have some spillage. You're going to have a candle break. You're going to have some flaws. These are extra costs associated that are sometimes 1% to 2% of your total. So if you make 100 candles, 
one of them probably won't turn out. One or two of them probably won't turn mm-hmm. out. Understand what that is. Extrapolate that cost over your candle. Sometimes we, it's yeah. 10, We call them seconds yep. in our business. We call them seconds. This is called shrink. So make sure you capture that as well and understand that it's a couple of cents a candle. If you're very efficient, it can be very expensive if you're very inefficient. So make sure you keep track of how many candles you make versus how many are sellable. Now we can add all those costs up. We have $7.58 for our raw material costs. We have $5 to cover our overhead. We have $5 to cover our salary. We have a dollar for the candle business to make its money. So our candle price is $18.58. Well, minimum. Absolute minimum That's right. candle price. Your candle price is $18.58 at the minimum. Yes. That price is what will cover all of your costs that you deemed were necessary to be covered. The next question is, are you selling wholesale? That's a very fair question, because if you are just selling at fairs and makers markets, Mm -hmm. $18.58, that's perfect. On your website. On your website. If you have no plans to do any wholesale. That's right. I would suggest not doing that (laughs) because that is your minimum price. That does not cover any returns. That doesn't cover any sales that you might be doing. BOGOs, uh, shipping subsidization, nothing is included in that other than your costs you deemed associated. So don't sell your candle for $18.58. Not in this example. Not in this example. You should be able to double your minimum price. This way, if you are doing wholesale accounts, you can sell that to them at that $18.58, maintain all of your costs, maintain all of your salary requirements and everything else needed to run your business and sell it to your wholesale client for them to make 50% margin. And we say at the minimum, at the minimum, we've been doing wholesale for five years now. And it really seems like retailers want a minimum of 50% margin. Some of the big guys want a lot bigger of a margin. I've seen up to 75% margin that the big guys want. That's exactly right. So what that means is if we are selling our candle to them at $18.58, they need to be able to sell it for $37.16. They need to be able to make a 50% margin. They need to double their money from what they bought it from you for. If you can sell it on your website and your channels for $37.16, that's a lot more money in your pocket. That's where you can make more money. That's where you can have sales. That's where you can help subsidize shipping costs. You can do two for ones. You can can, pay. Well, you can do uh, pay-per-click advertising. You can do affiliate marketing, influencers. You have wiggle room to do a lot of things. Yes. So you need to really understand what your minimum sales price is so that you can better understand what your retail price is. Two very important things to understand. Candles are a volume business. Candles if you are. want to make a lot of money selling candles, you have to be able to make and sell a lot of candles. Like there's no way around it. There's no way around it. Now, does that price make sense? In some candle businesses, $37 is totally is, realistic. Yes, exactly. But does your candle make sense at that price point that you just calculated? For your consumer, For your, your branding. Con- Does that make sense? Because the next part of this is the art of pricing, the psychology of pricing. Where are your competitors at? What do you want to do with your candles? Are you covering shipping? Are you subsidizing shipping? Are you doing going to do a lot of sales? Do you want to 
donate to charities. Mm-hmm. And what do you want to get out of the pricing of your candle and the avenues that you plan on selling it? Because if you're a Lux brand, the psychology is like, you have to have expensive pricing. Yep. But then for our business, we notice when we do a gift set, our gift sets sell extremely well when they're less than $50. Yep. When they're 55 to 100 they don't sell well at all. Nope. So there is a, a psychology to this pricing. There's a huge psychology to the pricing. And it's also understanding, do you want to do Mother's Day sales? Mm-hmm. Do you want to do Black Friday sales? Are you going to do influencer campaigns where you need to pay commissions? Mm-hmm. All of these other costs are going to come out from that larger margin. If you're an e-com business like we are, you have to look at shipping costs. Customers are not willing to pay the price of shipping in its entirety because some shipping costs are 15 to 18 dollars consumers aren't willing to pay 15 to 18 dollars for shipping so you will have to eat some of their shipping charges and have that in the margin of your candle yes direct shipping charges as well from what we pay ups and usps but Mm -hmm. then also now you're paying people to pack your uh, your shipments as you grow yeah we have two shippers you're also paying for the boxes Mm -hmm. the packing peanuts the dunnage included if you're shipping during the summertime like we we do we pay uh, ice packs we have our fancy custom shipping we have custom tape all of that stuff is also associated with shipping and handling and is a cost that you are going to need to bear unless you charge your customer which they don't Don't like doing (laughs) (laughs) don't do it so that's one of those pieces that if you are selling your candles online you need to make sure that those prices are covered. The calculation that we did above only includes your overhead costs. So make sure you add all of those extra costs for what your business is doing into that overhead. You need to make sure they're accounted. If you sold it for that $18.53 without accounting for anything else, you're eroding your margin. Don't do that. Don't do that. If you're looking at your COGS, your cost of goods sold and saying, ooh, they're too expensive. I need to do something to decrease them. The first thing I would say to look at is look at your price of your vessel. I know a lot of the suppliers out there and some of the vessel suppliers, their pricing doesn't make sense for a small business to resell. If your candle price is too expensive, you need to look at how do you cut those costs. Mm -hmm. Looking at your vessel costs, like Katie mentioned, is a really big thing. If you are buying a $10 vessel and trying to sell it for $20, that's too expensive. Really work on your costs. Again, the more you buy, the cheaper things are going to be. But that also means you're tying up more cash in your business. So it's a very delicate balancing act between driving costs down with larger volumes and maintaining proper cash flow so that you can run your business everywhere else. If your costs are too high, you need to look at bringing those down. Changing vessels, looking at a different wax, Looking at a different supplier of essential oils. Can you get a different kind of wick? Finding a local supplier so you don't have to pay for their shipping costs. It's a huge savings. Looking at how you can drive cost out of your raw materials is a significant savings. Because as you've noticed, every time you add a dollar into the raw material cost, you're doubling it, almost tripling it at the end. To the consumer, yeah. Exactly. So if you put a dollar in, that means you almost have to charge $3 to recoup that $1 cost into your margin and maintain your proper margin. Driving costs out of your raw materials is very important, driving down your candle price. And I would say too, just from running our business for a long time, labels can be a huge Mm -hmm. source of cost in, Mm -hmm. in your COGS. 
So we used to get, we used to have a vendor, local vendor print our candle labels for us. Not, not to sugarcoat it. That was extremely expensive. Very expensive. So we ended up buying a specialty printer and and we now print them in house. We did a payback calculation. We were paying anywhere between fifty to seventy five cents a label. We had to do which some is a big, lot. It's extremely expensive. I looked at finding a very high end printer. It's about five thousand dollar printer. Our label cost went from seventy five cents a label down to seventeen cents a label. So that five thousand dollars was paid back really quickly. Understanding how you scale your business and cut costs is a very big efficiency piece because a $5,000 printer, when we just started, that's not out of the question, out of the question when we're making 30, 40, 50,000 labels. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. an instant no brainer. Understanding again to the earlier point Mm -hmm. of what your overhead is and your budget for candles of making candles that will help you understand what kind of equipment needs you have and what kind of money you can invest back into your business in equipment. So for example, at the stage we're in now, we're looking at does a automated labeling line mm-hmm. make sense yep. for our company? Right. So it's a 60,000 plus investment, but then would it drive down labor costs right. per, per candle? That's exactly right. So as you grow your business and scale your growth with your working capital and your equipment costs and equipment needs, that's where you can start spending more and more money as you're making more and more candles. Pricing candles is very much a science and an art. Understanding where your competitors are, understanding where you are in the country, understanding what your niche is, all help determine what price you need to achieve and can achieve with your candle. And understanding all of your costs associated with that candle will really help understand where your minimums have to be. Yes, because you you do want to make money at your business. Subscribe and follow along for more e-commerce success tips so you can build a seven-figure e-commerce candle brand too.